annual briefest before we go on, right? Well, we're about to go on. Oh, do, just relax. Just relax. And anything off the... Don't, don't say cut too much. Is that kind of the general it's, vibe? You can say that as much as you like. Oh, gorgie, gorgie. I'm a comedian. Do you think I'm going to stop you from saying that? Oh, I just don't want to get you um, taken down. That's all love. I've already been taken down once. <sighs> Trust me, once more in her. And we are off. Now I've got to restart that in 30 minutes. Or does it cut out at 30 Yeah, minutes? it does. That's so weird. It is. It is. Do you need like a five second silence to compress? We already did that. Oh, we've compressed yeah. already. Yeah. Oh, we're compressed already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I get for being late. Mm. <laughs> you are off and away, guys. So, guys, I'm joined by Serenity Von Vida and Sky Scraper. Oh, hello. Two of the more easy to remember n- names in drag because I've had a few, I've had trouble remembering some names. Yeah, uh, which ones? Uh, well, n- n- now, name at the time, it was hard to remember. Yeah. But, like, now that I've interacted with them more, it's much easier. But, you know, that's... No, yeah, so it's really not an issue anymore. Mm. But I remember I really struggled to remember Impulse Control's uh, name. Yeah. Because Impulse Control was a huge help with the first, with the research for the first drag episode I did with Donna. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was a serious, like, I wanted to tag her in the episode because I wanted to credit everyone who helped in the research for that episode because I come from a entertainment world separate from drag. And I thought, you know, this is an interesting way for to introduce people to an element of drag and introduce people from drag to comedy. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a real meeting of the minds. And it was. Donna and I got along like a house on fire. Oh, you two are both cookers. Yeah. It was a real good episode. Well, the yeah. first time we met was... You've probably heard that story. Oh, well, the first time we met, I was tripping major balls because I was on <laughs> a lot of acid. <laughs> oh, no. And Donna was pissed off her face. So it was a real meeting of minds. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what this kind of looks like? This looks like kind of like a weird high school reunion. That's so funny. Mm. Like, oh. We've just we've come back and we try to impress everyone with our like, app yeah, and just yeah. looks oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, try, I try and underwhelm people. This is a 10-year high school reunion brunch. But I'm the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk drag names. One thing I love to ask is... Now, you've already said this on barbecues. Oh, yes. But I'm going to get you to rehash. Oh, God. Uh, but drag names, how did you come up with it? Uh, my very first name was Sunshine. Oh. It's such an awful, and no, I was- It's gorgeous, darling. It, it, was, it was cute at the time, because I was 19 and I was fresh, fresh-faced, and I was bald. And I came out as an egg during my very, like, very first competition. Mm. Didn't go home first. A drag queen named Sunshine. The drag queen named Sunshine. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Drag Queen Name Sunshine came out as a sunny side up egg. Three months in, didn't go home first though. Thank you, Cindy Crosscheck. Oh my god. Because <laughs> that was a uh, pop princess, darling. No, this was Crown of the Court. Oh, really? 2019? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I remember that. Because you had, like, your. I had that box braid on my fucking head. Shaved head and this one braid that came around, and I thought it was the most avant garde thing I've ever seen in my life. 
which I found on the floor at Connections, on the door. What a fucking great time. And I just said to myself, you know what would be funny? Was it a clip-in? No, it was literally just a box break that had fallen out of somebody's head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I said to myself, I looked over to Freddie Be Perfect at the time mm-hmm. Flo Real and was like, would it not be funny? If I got some spirit gum and glued this to my bald head. So that wasn't actually your hair. It wasn't actually my hair. It was some random girl's hair that had fallen out in the class. Sure. And you just, you kept that same one. <laughs> and I kept that same one. Oh, that's hysterical. So I came out bald the first week and Barbie Q, because she was judging the first week, said, I really need to mark you on hair because hair is one of the categories. Right. And I was like, I've got you. So I came back the next oh, week fuck. with the braid on and she was like, well, now I can mark you for hair. That's all, <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Sunshine, that, I was sunshine for like a year and then became Serenity, uh, standing next to the dishwasher at Connections. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. I was like, you know what I mean, cat name? Serenity. Serenity. I'm just, I'm very at peace right now. Mm. Um, and my... Because I feel like it's sunshine, but elevated. Yeah, literally. And my my ex-fiance, who <laughs> I proposed to at Connections, was really into, like, Joss Whedon and, like, Firefly and, like, Serenity. The, um, the science fiction series. Yeah. And Cat, I was just yeah. like, oh, it's, I mean... Is Serenity a character? Yeah. It's just, it's the movie. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time for me as well. It's gone straight over my head. (laughs) Speaking of uh, fictional characters and celebrities, I reckon if I point it out, you'll be able to guess it before I say it. Okay. Who does Skyscraper, what celebrity does Skyscraper look like? I get this a lot. Don't, I don't know. Shall I say it? Yeah, go on. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tony Abbott. No! <laughs> I was like, Luckily. don't be mean. <laughs> no, I never. I was like... No, Benedict Cumberbatch. Tony okay, Abbott. yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Love, I do like wearing a Speedo, but I'm not. I was going to say. <laughs> I get Benedict Cumberbatch a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a bad look at all. No. He's a... He's a very interesting, good-looking fellow. A handsome man. Mm. I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. I wonder where Cumberbatch comes from. Mm. I think it's close to the McGillicuddy's. I think they're sister houses. The house of Cumberbatch, the house of McGillicuddy. Amazon <laughs> <laughs> cute Cumberbatch. I think the house of Cumberbatch is carrying. Yeah. They're carrying! Now... Here's a, another question for you, and I got to ask this of, uh, I've always been thinking of new questions to ask drags, and a question I thought to ask Sassy and Blake, shout out Sassy and Blake, because I think Blake, David, is easily the nicest drag I've met so far. Yeah. So nice to me, so welcoming to me. Uh, he was nice to me the very first instant um, he met me and he's been nice all the way up until through. Such a good dude. And so that's what I, he is getting, I mean, if we're having our own little award ceremony uh, for the degenerates, um, <laughs> Blake, Blake gets, gets nicest degenerate. Oh, yeah. Mr. Congeniality? Mr. Mr. Nicest degenerate of the degenerates? 
Nah, yeah. So you two I shouldn't have punched those cards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to do one thing I can't wait to do, because I've been promoting a lot of rappers, comedians, and drag. Yeah. And one thing I want to do is I want to do an audio-only episode uh, while tripping balls uh, with a rapper, a comedian, and a drag. Oh. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, would they have been would they have met before or have no. been existing? No, I like that. It's like thrown in the deep end. Yeah. yeah, like real stranger danger kind of vibe. Yeah, I Ooh. like that. And see how they park them around some microphones and just I'll be turning on my galaxy lights and we'll be looking at the stars. It's <laughs> like a TikTok content house. Yeah. It's literally all they do is just feed like these teens alcohol and just like make some TikToks go. That's make so some fun. content. Mm. And would you like load it with like people with different political views and like stoke the fire? Or no, no this, like, is, this is this is an anti-political podcast. Oh, I love that. Most, po- most politics is not worth exploring. Um, How do you for bringing Tony Abbott up Serenity? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and uh, as you can see in this very much of a casting couch setup with the camera and everything, it's... Uh, I hadn't noticed the camera. <laughs> mm, mm. Serenity did. Mm. I, I, the minute I heard camera, I said, yep. Mm. This, so this is very... And bearing in mind, I found out about this podcast 15 minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <Yeah>. Super trooper. <laughs> mm. Tutu, you've been outdone because mm. Sky came on... Five minutes notice. and That's uh, how desperate I am. I know. <laughs> Your boyfriend, Richard, is going to give you a real harsh form of punishment for this, I hope. What should he do to Tutu? Oh. Something that Tutu... Uh, actually, I was about to say he should give Tutu a fisting. No, Tutu might like that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I'm just not going to say anything after that. <laughs> I can't say anything. I've been, I've been bound by a formal contract of being his mother. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're replacing Toots tonight. Oh, bless. Because Toots is uh, unfortunately getting ready for this massive showcase that's already been sold out. That's for his like dance community. Mm. Oh, yes. And they were like, yeah, we're going to put you in the solo. Mm. So you, you have to learn it today. Oh, that, such a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but they're just like, yeah, three hours ago. Was just yeah. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. That's showbiz. This is the world of mm-hmm. showbiz. Yeah. Late I mean, pullouts and things like that. You know, late pullouts. Yeah, you I love a late pullout. Mm. <laughs> Press the button. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're even better. <laughs> <laughs> Successfully in this city, done a good fucking roast. Yeah, I yeah. Flame and that. say that. Well, you know who I'm going to get to MC my next open mic, the open mic that I run and organise. Sugar, sugar. Kimmy Head. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, but as Kimmy or as Reese? One is Kimmy and one is Reese. Probably Reese. Probably Reese, because then they can bust out the number they that are used at Cherry Bomb. Mm. The uh, two ladies with the... Oh, uh, Ronnie Rumpunch and Tiffany Tassels. Yes, yes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I can I, tell I, you really like that show. I... I the, the Drag King competition for me was, like, was one of my most humbling experiences because I got to give back to the community that's given me so much love mm. because I started... Um, 
I started in a generation where there was more drag kings in my scene than there were drag queens. Mm. Um, and there were a lot of really strong up and coming kings. Uh, Alexis had really just found like the groove of like Carl Chaos and was really pumping mm. out some stuff. And I was really looking up to not only Alexis and Carl, but as like Sam as a professional like person. Mm. Um, and like he gave me a shit ton of advice, like growing up as a performer. So to be able to make a, like a full new title for this community, it like it was the one of the biggest blessings I could have done this year. Right. I try and do something good for the community each year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I say that, as I to give back and to be like a true person for the community, you have to do at least one major thing every so often. So Throw like, an event, suck off a homeless person. Literally, just community yeah. service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, really mm. important. Giving back. Yeah, giving, giving back. back. And taking back. Giving and yeah, mm-hmm. receiving. Yeah. Giving and receiving. Yeah, mm. back to the community. That's it. That's good it. Lord. But you do a good job of it too. Like, live, work, pose. Honey. Thank you. Like, you got a proud award for that, didn't you? Yeah, I won. Yeah. Thankfully, I, I honestly didn't expect it, but... They all say that. They no. all didn't expect it. No, honestly, I didn't expect Everyone was amazing this week. They, I was going up against like really big names and really big names in the industry, like Barbie's uh, variety shows, uh, Dean Misdale's variety shows, uh, some really important like drag and burly crossover events. Yeah. And there was my one night event. Thankfully, we raised over $8,000 in that one night, but I didn't think that I would be... What were you doing doing raise $8,000? Um, How were you raising $8,000? Do, like we, do we go down the rabbit hole? Were you like auctioning off... <laughs> Look out the account in the room. <laughs> <laughs> were you like auctioning off hours alone with the drag queen? No. So, essentially, one drag queen that was very popular in this community. Do we just name names? I mean, if we're not saying anything bad about them. Is it bad to bring up history? Yeah, fuck it, why not? You're uh, saying it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, so the, after after the spotlight was like shone on the Perth drag community from Scarlett Adams and her history, and then being cast onto RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season one, uh, Scarlett Adams was the one who did the who did the blackface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of red in her ledger, but she has like made a very big effort to atone for her shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm very, I, I really respect her for that. Um, but right during that gap where she was cast on, and the spotlight was shone on Perth as a community. Shit was not looking good for us. Mm. Perth, Perth drag was getting absolutely dragged through the mud on social media. Um, a lot of queens were getting called out. Queens who were not even related to the drama, who were just in the background of a photo. Um, queens who, who unfortunately did produce and like put on shows who were unbeknownst and uneducated. Mm. Um, we really had like a tough spot in the community. So I said to myself, why not put on a big old charity event? There's queens in Brisbane who have done it and they've been absolutely successful. Mm. Let's, let's do it here. Um, and all of the performers donated their time. It was a mix of drag, burly, circus, mm. like 
a whole different bunch of shit. And like probably 15 performers donated their time. Lovely. Um, and tickets were $30 each. And then, uh, the Burlesque Hall of Fame show, uh, that year donated an extra $2,000 for us. Mm-hmm. So that raised our total to 8000 Right. Incredible. And where did it go? What was the charity? Um, it went to the, it was an Indigenous uh, Literacy Fund over yeah, East. Beautiful. And a uh, Women's Rights Fund for Indigenous, uh, Indigenous women and queer women. Very nice. So it was, mm. it, it was in, incredible to see that we sold out Connections Nightclub. Mm. That, that one little like September night. And from that, it's just birthed so much. That's awesome. Good shit in the community. Mm. Wunderbar, as Leonardo DiCaprio says in my favorite movie of his Django Unchained. Oh. Very questionable character, but you know, Did you see that interview with, um, was it him and Samuel Jackson? Samuel Jackson was mentioned because he was, wasn't he in the movie? Yes. Yeah, and he, um, unfortunately, Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, it was, he was cast in the role and he had to say it. He said they trying mm-hmm. to get out the N-word and Samuel Jackson's like, just say it. Mm. It's the part of the character. Mm. It's fine. It's fine. So I'm like, I, I do not know how I would feel to be in that position. Mm. It was really funny one time. I was out with two of my uh, black friends and uh, they're both Sudanese. And mm. we had just watched the movie. I'd seen it before, but we had done like a movie tonight together. We were all broke apprentices at the time. So like one pint at a pub and a movie night was like our night out, you know. And then we pretty much collected as much booze as we could through the month just to get shit-faced at home. So that was our night out. Anyway, we were at the pub getting our, our pint and my friend was ordering a drink for me and my other friend. And I was the one white guy. You know, in this scenario, I'm a token white guy. And uh, they're both clean-shaven guys. And here's my friend. He orders us the drinks. And you know, he was like, two beers, guys? Yeah. And he was like, two beers? Yeah, yeah, two beers, bro. Sold to the man with the exceptional beard. And I can't finish the rest of that sentence. Oh, my. What, he was it? black. So... Oh, okay. But we were pissing ourselves laughing mm. for about... A solid 10 minutes. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, it was honestly one of the funniest moments I've ever, one of the funniest days out I've ever had with those boys. And uh, everyone looked at us, that could hear, looked at us like we we're very questionable. But uh, we just rolled with it. And it's like. It's nice to be that person in the room. Yeah. Yeah. How outrageous. Look, I wear this on nights <laughs> out. So I, I'm used to getting that look these days. Uh, I didn't wear it at the Pride Awards. I should have, maybe. Oh, that... Di- best dress. Yeah. Oh. 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 So don't laugh. Oh, traumatic. Um, I think you should have worn your You should have worn it. As long as you feel proud on what you're wearing, that is... A, but it's also red carpet, so it's a bit of both. Like, feel the band yeah, diagram the as you will. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really fulfilling the fantasy of getting stepped on, you know? Oh. Well, yeah. Were you stepped on? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <what? laughs> no. That's just a kinky fuckery joke. You know. Oh, what yes. you get up to in the bedroom, you know. I actually, when I was in um, Berlin at the um, 
the Kit Kat Club, there was a guy who was like on the ground wanting to be stepped on. Okay, were? Yeah, actually. And like, I had to like. Did you have your pumps on? No, (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) It just packed a pair of heels for the evening. You're like, oh, you never know. No, yeah, but all all power to them. Like, maybe it's like a chiropractic thing as well, like sit my back and then crack my back. Like, maybe there's like pleasure in that too. Odds are he's probably like a big CEO or something. I was talking about this in an interview I did recently, and we also mentioned it on the Blake uh, Cassette and Sassy Cassie episode, where a mutual friend of ours, a Mm. sex worker, who shall remain nameless, Jane Doe, uh, she... I'd laugh if that was her, if that was her, like... Drag name? If that was her, like... Sex name? Girl name? Yes. Her crossy name. Yeah. Her crossy name. She puts she puts on the wig. Yeah. She does the job. Oh. She's she's one of us. She's our sister. <laughs> yeah. But she was saying, and I was like making the observation that and like I was I was betting, I was like willing to wager bet that the guys who are into being subs huh. probably want to be subs because they have to be in control of so much of the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. And so being a sub and, you know, getting hot wax dripped on their balls uh, against mm. their will is probably, like, a nice release from control from them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I work as an accountant, and, like, in the corporate world, it gets pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. And I just love being a silly drag queen. Mm. Like, that's my release. Mm. It's just doing... If you're doing so... Going so far in one direction in your life, you kind of need a bit of the opposite mm. just to pull yourself back to average it out in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. work-life balance. That, that's it. Literally. Yeah. Oh. And you're such a... It's such a good dichotomy between you as... You as John. Mm. The absolutely <laughs> camp accountant. And then you on stage as Sky in, like, a black bob, a House of Priscilla number. <laughs> yeah. Some giants. Bell McKelly. Oh. <laughs> Basically Bell McKelly. <laughs> giant six inch black, sh- like pumps. Yeah. And she's, tra- and she's what's, eight foot tall. What's crazy is, yeah, I, I was making this observation recently. When you see a drag who is already tall out of heels, right. yourself, yourself. Yeah. I'm thinking also Donna. Lola Palooza, oh. Donna Kebab. Donna is. Donna's huge. Yeah. Oh. And uh, so I've heard. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you went to that, uh, that um, uh, she's done a few like naked numbers where she gets her dick out. I've heard. She can. Yeah, yeah. She said on the podcast, I think. Maybe that was off air. Meat spin. Sorry. Meat, Meat spin. spin. Love. Meat spin. Meat spin. Oh, deadly. Um, the next question I wanted to go on about is I've been posting these very stupid fucking TikTok videos and I've recently started a thing where I've been video responding to thirst comments and I never thought I'd be at a stage where I was getting thirst comments in my life because normally I'm dressed as a homeless man. Um, and is it, is it, is it a range of like genders and identities? Uh, mostly dudes. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of chicks in there, but welcome mostly to the good. community, honey. Mm. Yeah, as as you do, and uh, I've been responding to some of them. I had one recently, which was, uh, I think it said, "Yes, choke me to unconsciousness." I was like, "Diva." Mm. Mm. It was probably it was probably mascara. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably mascara. <laughs> 
Uh, oh my lord. She is a sicko. And how do you how do you find that? Like, do you think oh, it's well, a confidence I find it boost? Or, yeah, yeah. But I'm also some, one of those people. It's like I don't. I like. I mean. I mean, maybe I was cute in high school, but I also had a persona in high school that was not attractive because I was a fucking psycho. I've like, and I still am, but a different kind of psycho, you know. And uh, I've evolved, and uh, like a Pokemon. And a heavy, a heavy access to mushrooms. That helps too. An elevated psycho, as mm. you will be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, so like, I didn't believe I have. I could not believe that I've ever been attractive in my life because. I've never done anything to be attractive. Funny, yes, but never to be attractive. Mm. So, you've done. Sorry? This is very cheesy. What? But you've been yourself, and that's attractive. <laughs> but it's the tea, though. Yeah, that's people, the tea. It, people are very much attracted to confidence. You can smell authenticity. Mm. That's it. I'm going to go be sick for a sec. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, um, but... Uh, this has been something of a, a different thing, getting this kind of... Because I didn't post these things to get that kind of attention. Mm. Um, but the attention is being had. And, you know, flattering, just strange. Now, I imagine you two posting photos and drag, you must get all kinds of thirst comments. Much more obscene than I. Oh I started getting thirsty get DMs. Do you get some of the inbox? Do you get some of the... I'm not the really re- a social media queen. Um, Serenity, though, y- y- darling. I'm sure. So you're I, good on the Instagram. Like I, I used to get these very random messages from lovely guys from Saudi Arabia. Oh, bless the Saudis! Yeah, the, from from Saudi Arabia, from the United Arab Emirates, from like just very. They Place want where homosexuality is repressed. That, but I think it was a lot of straight questioning guys who like want the, for lack of a better term, the exoticness. Right. This is, a, this is a message I got from someone. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my fucking God, you're so freaking hot. Are you interested in friends with benefits? Question mark. I can spoil you with, spoil you with money and lots of love. That's just sweet. That's really cute. Sweet. I blocked that person. Um, Look there. Yes, if you don't want that kind of a response, yeah, yeah. Well, I took someone's advice. I wasn't sure what I should do about it, but I took someone's advice, and they said probably block them. And I was like, okay, I'll do it this once. It's it's unsolicited. That's the thing. Mm. Look, I, so I, I say I say shoot your shot. Yeah, uh, have have a go. Like you're always allowed to ask someone, mm. and if you politely decline, mm. sometimes it's better than saying. No, sorry, then to remove the because they can sometimes go on a bit, mm. you know. Yeah. And you have the right to block people on your mm. social media, and then if that's going to save your time, mm. I think yeah, shoot your shot. I mean, if, if we can't, sometimes yes, mm. um, if we can't ask, say, tell people that they look attractive, and hey, like you look awesome, I'd like to go on a date with you, you know. Yeah, but there's a difference between like, hey, you're really cute. To hey, choke me out till yeah. I'm unconscious. Yeah. yeah, like there's a level of respect that yeah. needs, respect and courtship. You would have got you would have gotten those requests. Uh, too many. I've gotten the I've gotten the blurred out photos that you have to then accept. So like then you got to click on them like three times them until they actually <laughs> see. And then a lot of the time, it's just a soft dick. Mm. Uh, have, um, you, have you ever been? Imp- have you ever gotten a dick yet? You've been impressed? No. By? No. <laughs> 
They're not even no. good dicks. Yeah. They're, they're you just send a photo back of your dick and it's like, look at this motherfucker. Not even yeah. by somebody else's. Uh. It's just like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trading, just trading dick dick. Someone else's dick. Yeah. 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 It's like, ooh. Mm. The other thing is, now I want to talk to, now you, what are your pronouns? She they. She they. Honestly, I'm like anything but it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything uh, but it, and I'm chill. But I feel like you, you know, have a. I mean, I've built up a rapport with you. You've always been lovely to me. You have a certain understanding of male humour because I made this observation. In you know, I in my comedy, and I do it for laughs. I have three sisters that I'm very good close with so and having three sisters that I'm very close with and respect to a full two and a mother that I love I have women in my life I put up on a pedestal I like to think it gives me a license to shit on cis women a little bit okay um, <laughs> now because cis women do a lot of silly shit oh look this I'm not gonna turn this is not gonna turn into a uh Trans hating women thing? Oh, not at all. I'm not going to turn this into like the, it won't turn the, into a women hating the, the middle finger to the the middle finger to the the women's rights movement yeah. podcast. I, not- I also have two sisters, and you know I'm close to a lot of girls. And I think as men as well, but yes, pe- old people do silly things. Yes, mm. continue. Mm. But I was like confronted recently because you know I have a lot of male friends, and a lot of them have girlfriends. And you know, and you know when you're close with a mate and you just flirt outrageously with him, you know, yeah. even between straight guys do it, you know, and uh, like girls try to do it, <laughs> uh, girls try to do it and to other girls. Yeah. And they're like, oh, play with each other's bra and things like that. And then they look at guys like, is this making you uncomfortable? And it's like, I just think to myself, no, I'm kind of like disappointed at how lacking you are. Because it's like, and it's like, why? Authenticity. And, it's, and it's like, why? What do you guys do? It's like, I will threaten to suck my friend's dick at gunpoint, okay? Mm. In front of his girlfriend. You know, yeah. both the threat and the action. And it's like, you know. Present it. Yeah, there was yeah, yeah. those guys um, over that part of that rugby Get club. Get your fucking dick out! You know? Yeah, literally, there was a guy at the rugby club, at the rugby club club. <laughs> yes! Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bet. It was a bet. It was a bet. If you lost this thing or whatever it was, you have to suck. Uh, have to suck your dick or vice versa. And then there's this video of these boys that are like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And he's getting his pants off, his, and, and his friend literally dick. gets on his knees, <laughs> flaccid in the middle of the tavern. You can tell they're straight because they're doing it absolutely wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 not even good lighting. It's the overhead pub lighting, so it's just like the yeah. Very, but here's the thing. Have what? you seen that video? No. Oh, I'll show oh, you later. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious because they're just they're they're just being dickheads. Yeah, but you know that that's Australian matesmanship yeah, mm, to a T. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your fucking dick out. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's consensual, right? So, like, honestly, let's just shit on women for their hopeless, friendly flirting skills. Because it's equal rights. If we shit on men so much, do we have to shit on women equally? Mm. Yeah. Is, is that it? Yes. Is that much. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, 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 I think so. But we're trying not to punch down as well. No. Mm. Yeah. And we're not shitting on them. We're just observing things that are true. Observational comedy. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I never attack anyone in my comedy. I might have said obscene shit, but I never attack anyone. I said a pretty dark joke recently, though. Oh, God. So the joke was, I think, um, you know, there's been five terrorist attacks at the Olympics throughout history. Mm-hmm. Not a single one at the Paralympics. Which I suppose makes sense, you know. Can't blow limbs off that aren't there anymore. 
I remember you telling me this at the club and I remember dying then as well. <laughs> you know, back then, the Olympics, um, I think it was back in like the 1910s, 20s, they did the Olympics naked. Not that recently. No, I'm not even, I'm not joking. The 1910s? Like, how, like in the last century? I I'm think, pretty no, sure. I think no. I, I think I know the reason behind this. And I think I'll back Serenity up on it because when the dude who started the Olympics, uh, whose name I forget, but I'm a bit of a history nerd. Yeah. Yeah. He started the Olympics and he wanted to recreate everything like the ancient Greeks did. The ancient Greeks did a lot of shit naked. Yes. Yes. Of course, then they started televising the Olympics shortly after that. So when it first started, everyone competed naked. I think there was an element Way back when, because like, yeah, they, it was... All you had were fucking togas and shit. And I guess it was more of like showing off the physical form. Yeah, that, that was in like ancient mm. Greece. But Greece, I'm pretty, yes. it was well, quite recently they did it, like not quite recently. they brought the Olympics back in 1902 or 1904. Mm. Or maybe 1896. One of the two. They, they did, they did <laughs> one where they were just fuck, fuck new. Wouldn't you love to go back to the times when we were all wearing togas? Yeah. Oh, uh, just the breathability. Yeah. yeah. Very practical as well. Yeah. Very uh, practical. Yeah. Also, and there was, bed sheets. Just roll out of your bed, get dressed at the same time. And there was no, there was no um, persecution for gender or sexuality back then. Yeah. Especially in like the Roman times because they were encouraged to fuck their yeah, uh, military yeah, buddies. That was it. Like, because you're homesick, yeah, just everyone have gay sex with each yeah, other. Yeah, I, I said this, I said this, uh, made this observation to someone recently, which was like, you know, the Romans always away conquering something. Yeah. And Julius Caesar was on pretty much a campaign away from home for seven years. Mm. And they had like next to no camp followers. Obviously they probably raped some Gauls and Germans along the way, but by and large, it was just a, you know, a holiday with the boys. Yeah. It was a lad's Mm. trip conquering Gaul. And, uh, they, you, you tell me you're away from home for seven years yeah. You, you've got t- t- turbo amounts of testosterone from killing people on on a almost a daily basis. You're telling me mm-hmm. like on a semi global scale. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're like if you're winning a battle, you're having victory sex. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're not missing out. And on you're that. so high on testosterone from killing yeah. people all day. You're probably just oh fuck anything. You know. <laughs> okay, so answer me this: How long would then a nowadays boys trip need to be without girls for the fellas to? To turn on each other in a sexual way. Four days. You reckon four days? I was going to say, yeah, like a week. Mm. Just like a lad's trip down south. Depends on the lads, though. Right. De- yeah, it depends how open-minded they are. Yeah. And they're we were making that joke because I remember I, I had the pleasure <laughs> of organising some of my friends' box parties. Huh? And I have thrown some good ones. And we booked out this place. Now, we didn't tell them it was for a box party. We would not have gotten them booking that. No. We told them it you was... tell them it's a Christian school camp. We yeah. told them it was for a couple's getaway. A PNC meeting. <laughs> yeah. Now, we told C-W-A. them it was for a couple's getaway. Now, they didn't check on us. They didn't follow us up. And we left the place in amazing condition. We really edged close to fucking some parts of the place up. But we came through good. There was someone who pissed on a wall on the inside of the house, but... I mean, kids do that. Yes. You know? Um, you but, uh, listen, uh, there were cameras on the par- on the car park, so they could see all the cars pull up. And a couple's getaway, 20 blokes have pulled up. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Interesting couple's getaway. 
And uh, we were laughing for a second, and it was like, and it was like, um, Dawson's fifty load weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That. If you don't know, Dawson's fifty load weekend is like, it is gay porn history. It is, it is a rite of passage. It is so stupid. But I bet you, like, 90% of the gay community has seen it. So, so did, was there any, like... Was there any frisky? Nah, nah, we had strippers there, so we were... Oh, okay. We yeah, were yeah. Like, I mean, this couple's retreat turned into 20 boys and a couple of strippers. Yeah. I mean, I ate about five metres worth of beads out of a stripper's pussy. <laughs> we used it as a skipping rope between my mouth and my vagina. That is awesome. Yeah. I had really, oh, my God. Yeah, I had really good cold sores for about a week. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> I, 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 I got cleared. They, they went away after a while. It's just one of the little clear patches. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so that was I weekend. That, that's lit. Like I, that's really giving. Like how, I, I mean, I wonder how much that costs compared to like one of the hand sites we. It doing. was expensive. Oh. Like, because you, you're not like playing jump rope out of my. Vagina. No, that's not. Happening. No way. Don't get that for we, it, it was expensive, <laughs> but I didn't mind the cost. It was the last send off for a boy before he went and married a wonderful woman. So we thought, mm-hmm. let's throw him a party to end all parties. And I remember him and I, the groom and I, we got whipped on our asses so ferociously. It left welt marks on our asses for about a week. I think she drew a little bit of blood on me. And uh, the strippers fought back. You got your money worth. Yeah, I mean, all of my mates were observing afterwards. They were like, Alex, you took that like a jam. It's almost like you've done it before. And I'm like, well, you know, my view. I'm not a pussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Went in Rome, boys, you know. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. But um, let me check the camera. Yeah. I can. It, it, I wonder what the price equivalents would be. I, I need I need to know this information. Like, what's the what's the stripper's rate for slinging slinging some beads out of her puss? Yeah, and like, if we start doing that, can we then like triple or quadruple our price? Oh, That's, I've always wanted to do like a really stupidly like perverted, burly drag show mm, where it's like X rated, like X rated dumb stuff, like. Yeah. Like, oh, like someone, Betty Grumble level, yeah, yeah. Like pouring, pouring jelly all over myself or something. No, you know it's a good trick. What you do is you get shaving cream. Yeah, shaving cream has alcohol. Oh, really? Yes. And what you do is you shave your chest first, mm-hmm. um, which I've never done. I've actually, no, that's not true. I, I have, for a bet, I had to shave everything from the neck down one time. Fingers, knuckles, toes. Oh, it was streamlined. Oh, fuck. Aerodynamic. That shave is rash the first time. Yeah. Yeah, That was prickly. Yeah. Not great. But um, they let me keep everything from the neck up. So I still have this. Handy. Um, Yes. Um, But uh, the show was. uh, Yeah, so part of on that stripper show too, she lit her tits on fire Word. and my friend's tits on fire Word. and then she put them out by she's put my friend's fire out by slapping him on the chest out hard and yeah we were all just looking at them like just mm. 
Did she have like lighter paper on her titty, or was it? No, this was just fire? just shaving cream. Oh, right, oh, yeah, because it's like, oh. it, it, it'll literally just be a high combustion point to the point where it literally just pretty much. And my friend, he oh. was like, she did it on her tits first, and then she did it on my friend's chest. And oh my god, guys, it's really safe. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> he was like, he was like, once she lit it, he was like, oh, that's warm. That's real, guys. That's fucking real. And I was like, we were just looking at him like, uh, this is like. This is research. Imagine doing that at a hen's night. No, I think we need to start, like, like, like we'll do, like, like extra, extra saucy or something. Like, oh. charge and triple. Like, this is good. Look, we, I think, I remember at one point we had to, uh, everyone but the groom, because the groom was getting married, so he had certain things he could not do, which we, uh. Did he get a whole pass? No, he did not. And. Oh, uh, that's why he couldn't do the things, because he yeah, right. But, uh. And if he didn't, I wasn't about to cover for him because I thought, Corey, this is... If it was a, if he was marrying a bitch, I probably would have gotten him a dozen <laughs> But he was marrying a very nice woman. So I thought, uh, you know, Corey, let's, let's do right by the woman. And he was very happy to go along with that. He didn't fight it. He was happy to go along by her as well. Hmm. He was saying like, nah, I'm not, I'm not cheating on the missus. And I was like, good, because I wasn't going to let you anyway. But uh, so in that regard, it was sensible. But a lot of other shit was done. And one of the things we had to do is we all had to eat an item out of her phone. And we had to do it hands free. And I remember... Like flip flop thumb or like... A what? Her flip flop no, thumb? No, her, her pussy thumb. Pussy thumb. Oh. And we had to do it hands free. And I remember... Out of her sandal. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> out of her broken stuff. Some people do. <laughs> Someone who was... He's a friend of mine. He shall remain nameless for his own good. Um, he's a little bit... He's got a heart of gold. But uh, he's a little bit... When he's, when he's on the piss, he's a little bit slow. Um, as you are. Mm. Um, but he was like, he was like, and talk about, I must have, I got an insight into the sexual, like, nature of this guy, cause we were meant to do it hands free, and he just must have just forgotten that, cause he grabbed this ass like it owed him money. And he was like, and this stripper spun around and slapped him in the face so hard. Good for her. Absolutely fair. Afterwards, he came to me, oh, she hit me so hard, man. And I just cheered him up by saying, yeah, man, I really wish it was me, eh? <laughs> and like, and that, even that made him laugh and cheered him up. But yeah, he got slapped in the face so hard, like there were shock waves. And we were all and just You like, see the ripple? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wish we had a slide when it came on him. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Just yeah. a bad... No, you can recreate the moment. Yeah, well, she was a good looking stripper. Is that a GoPro? Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be... It appeared the action, really. Like, oh. the chest strap. Yeah, mm. that, that quite can. That was an epic weekend. We should do another weekend like that, even if it's just not a bikes party. We should just get, like, a bunch of lads together and just... Go, and go, go support the girls at Voodoo. Go support... I feel weird in strip clubs. I've never been. Mm, I, I feel like you could just put a bunch of drag queens in a house down south for a weekend and just film them and just see what happens. Oh, literally... Real oh. Housewives of South Perth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we do that? Because I have a film crew that would do that. <clears throat> they... Remember that one that they attempted to do as a bit for um, Jermaine DeVos's... Yeah, it was like an assignment. It was, it was like, like a, a full... full it was yeah. a full thing. Yeah, that it, was iconic. It's it so quotable. Yeah. But it was, it, it was so it's staged, right? It's not. It yeah. wasn't like reality TV. It was, it was staged. so cheese and I loved uh, it. Yeah, it's iconic. But like imagine... Because they're trying to do that with Drag Race. There's the idea floating around a world of wonder of creating a big brother. Like a house. Yeah. A house, but chucking a whole bunch of drag queens in it. 
New Zealand has already done that because they have a um, they have a series that was run by Kidamine and Anita Wiglet called like House of Drag or something. Oh yeah, Electroshock won the first. I think it was the first or the second season. Um, no, Electroshock got beat by um, Spanky Jackson. Okay. On the set, like on the one season, and Spanky came in as an intruder. That's mm. so, so. Were they filming the house? They were filming the house. The first winner was a drag king, and was it like competition based? Like it was competition based like elimination on yeah. like drag competitions and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like they got eliminated yeah. from the house and everything. Yeah, that's that that like that's a money winner there. Yeah, this would be like yeah, yeah, and you know the exchange rate is good. My dude, it was only be like, what, like 25k or something, but 25k New Zealand. Mm. Oh! Yeah, yeah. I had happen. to make an, ob- an observation to defend a Kiwi recently. Oh no. Because I work at a bar and we occasionally get some Englishmen in there. And people from certain parts of England are. They're troubled. They're just mm-hmm. troubled. Yes. And um, there's this lovely Kiwi lady who comes in, Sally, who's one of our regulars, and she's just such a lovely lady. Mm. She always comes in with a smile on her face. I know what she's going to order nearly every time. And uh, she's never trouble. Um, questionable taste in men, but we'll get to that later. Uh, anyway, she was talking to this guy, and Sally's been in Australia for like five or six years. This Englishman's been in Australia ten and, you know, he's a bit of a dickhead, this Englishman, at the best of times. And he was, I think he said something along the lines of, I'm more Australian than you. I've been here for 10 years. I was, I just, I, I couldn't resist, but I had to point out to him. I was like, man, you could be in Australia for a hundred and she could be in Australia for a day. Kiwis will always be closer to Australians than Englishmen. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, it's not even a competition, okay? Okay, Kiwis are like the cousins that we're competitive with. Mm-hmm. Yes, we give each other a lot of shit, but we still love them more than people from the UK mm-hmm. by a long margin. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's so much banter there, like with the, who who started Pavlova. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, just all, all of that, yeah. Yeah, who can sink more piss? Yeah, yeah. The answer will always be Bob Hawke. <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. Thoughts around that? We're keeping it apolitical. <laughs> now, the uh, other thing I wanted to discuss back to drag was... Oh, yeah, so drag, yeah. What was, in terms of local performers, mm. we're going to talk about local performers and then international performers. Who are some of your favourite performers to work with? Favourite drag king? Favourite drag queen? Oh, okay. Favourite drag king to work with? Okay, there's two. Quite recently... Winner of the uh, King of the Underground competition, Jackson Coke. Nothing but professional. Mm-hmm. Nothing but nice. Like, so humble mm-hmm. and just so camp and so in his own world. Yes. Other one is Blake Cassette. Mm. Obviously. Obviously. Yes. Like, he won Mr. Congeniality for a reason. Mm-hmm. And he's just... Generally, him and I, we have the same... <clears throat> oh my god, so sorry, Bonkoff. Ah, um... We have the same wavelength when it comes to, like, wanting to do shit in the community. Mm. Mm. Favorite drag queen? I've always idolized Veronica Jean Jones Mm -hmm. so fucking much. Mm -hmm. Like, she is the epitome of a damn show girl for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is, like, tits antique. Mm. 
like she can do no wrong. She can do no wrong by my eyes. And it's like the rare times that I ever see her slip up, she just commands so much attention that it looks like she's the lead in the group. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be her. Oh. And the, the tits are perfect. The tits are perfect. The ginger hair is always perfect. Like she she's just seasoned professional. And she just knows who she is. Yeah. And that is just oh. I nearly met her on Saturday night. Very nearly. Mm. But I had a lot of people I I'm clearly growing in popularity because I had a lot of people dragging me around to introduce to a lot of other people. So, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And uh but I would have loved to have met her. I've seen her perform. She is an amazing person. She's so... When she wants to be camp, she can be the campest bitch in the fucking room. And when she wants to be the most pussy bitch in the room, the whole stage smells like fucking vagina afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Nice. Like, she she really is, like, the definition of good local drag. Mm -hmm. Scott? Oh, look, uh, in terms of kings... um, I've actually only worked with uh, Justin Sider and Black Cassette, um, and we did a season of Pop Royalty last year together. Um, I loved working with uh, with both of them. Justin's like um, incredible performer. Just their the way that they can move their body and just create numbers as well as where they, they edit music. Just like brilliant, and they just make it seem like the process made, made the process seem so simple. Like I had so much, mm. so much anxiety and like we need to do the best. We need to elevate it. And they were like, well, you know, we just do this, that and the other and it looks great. And I'm like, you're right. It does look great. Um, and then Blake cassette backstage, I would not have been able to do anything like competition without Blake cassette. Being, he really is granddad. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Blake was my vote for Miss, Mr. Congeniality, uh, that year. I, I told him, I was like, babe, this is why I'm voting for you. These are the reasons. Mm. Um, for Queen, uh, look, I, I mean, there's the, I, we can call them the, the uh, I don't want to say old, but the, the old guard where you have like your, your Ruby, your VJ, um, Barbie kind of thing where they Ruby, VJ, Veronica Jean Jones. Ru- yeah, yeah, Veronica yeah, Jean so Jones. Ruby Jewel, Veronica Jean Jones. And- so when I first came out, it was Ruby, VJ, and Hanaconda. Yeah. And every Friday night at the court, it mm-hmm. was, this is an institution, right? They did this. Friday night show at the court and like this, it, this, is a de- Friday. this is a decade ago, right? We're going back in time now. Um, they were just these drag like, idols and they were brilliant then. Mm. And they've just spent a decade just refining and just elevating, fine tuning. Like, uh, they will always, always in my mind be these like just pillars, mm. have ha- pillars, have done everything and they've done it first, you know? Um, but I guess more of a new age queen, I really love working with my sister, Sassy Cassie, who yeah, started yeah. drag at the same time and she just whoosh, just, yeah. Sassy Cassie and I were laughing yesterday because she was like, I was always kind of regarded as the ditzy, bitsy, slightly dim one. And I beat her to the punch and I said, cause I've, you know, been involved and I get along with James slash Eleanor very well. And I said to her, must be nice now that Eleanor in the mix. And, uh, <laughs> and Sassy was like, honestly, Barbecue has said that so many times. Barbecue said to me, uh, Sassy, uh, like, um, it must be nice now that uh, Eleanor's taken over the ditzy uh, point <laughs> and, uh, and you don't have to cop that shit anymore. And Sassy was like, 
It really fucking is, actually. <laughs> but I love Eleanor and, and James, and he's such a wonderful performer. Yeah. And I get along with him so well. And he's such a, just a genuinely nice guy. Yes. Yeah. Such a great performer, too. Mm. Like, I remember I came down to a few of the pop royalties for my money, and I have no business judging, but for, for my own money, I picked James as the best dancer out of everyone in pop royalty. That was just my own observation. In terms of, in terms of like dance capability, yeah, he's top two. Yeah. He's top two, definitely. Because yeah. this, this season that's just passed, I get, I get very invested because these are my sisters and brothers. Mm. Um, and you judge as well. I, I, I got to judge as well. And it's like to, to be a part of like these queens' growth and everything is, it's indescribable. Mm. But like seeing James just light up on stage every single week mm. and just feel so at home mm. is I know that he's been striving to get to that point mm. for so long in his drive and mm. to actually see him shine and to see him win Miss Congeniality. Mm. Like she deserved it. I was very proud Did you she see the it. duet with uh, Eleanor and Miss Cara? I did. Yeah, they did some real pussy choreography. Mm. Like, I love it when queens get up there and they just do some hectic choreo and they really kill it. Because it's like, mm. hard choreo is not something that I really, I don't, I don't nail it. Like, I, I try my best and I'm more of a character queen. Mm. But I am in awe so much of girls who can dance and make But you can hold an eight count. I can, but I'm not like, I'm not a hectic dancer. I'm You're like, not like Alexis. N- no, and I'm not in any vicinity near that kind of... Uh, we could never. We could yeah, never. Yeah. I mean, and I saw the... Uh, sorry, I'm interrupting. I was, I was Alexis, another... Like, another pillar. Yeah, yeah. We're just so blessed in Perth to have queens who have had such high quality stick around for such a long time. Mm. And once they stick around, I'm like, oh, we want them to stay forever. Like, mm. we don't want these queens to ever go it's through... It's weird when a queen dies. It is. But you know what? It's great to go through all their shit... And I get mean, it at a discount. Like, I love a warehouse sale when a queen dies. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's, it's sad to have them leave the community. Yeah. Well, I was commenting Alexis Armstrong, Carly Chaos. Mm. Uh, I got to see their performance of um, Sideshow. Mm. Um, blew my mind. Yeah. Mm. Like the acrobatics and the choreography and the core strength required to do some of yeah. those it's just not fair. ridiculous so moves. It, yeah. it, it was incredible. And I was like, and you were doing all of this in a full face of makeup that looks like Oh, <laughs> under stage lights as well. Oh. Nah. Those, those stage lights at Carnies are hot. Now, in terms of, I'm not really involved with the drag scene in terms of, unless I'm promoting a local level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know of one international drag star, and that's because I saw their promotion on when they came to Perth because they were doing a Star Wars uh, rendition Alaska Alaska Thunderfuck Alaska yeah. Thunderfuck that's the one and uh, what was the show Return of the Ships what was it Return oh. Return of the Sluts or something um. no no something strikes back yeah Alaska strikes back or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. something along those lines it was witty it was good yeah, it was yes, good yes, yeah yes, we yes, laughed yes. Yeah. and uh but you must have interacted with uh, her serenity while she was in Perth? No, I didn't get to... Um, the thing is with tours like that, yeah. um, there's a select roster, and then in that select roster, only a select amount of girls 
get picked to do those nights mm-hmm. and I just wasn't on that night and then even then I wasn't even at the club that night so I was but it's also like we are we're mates with some of the drag race queens mm-hmm. like um, I, mean, I met Hannah Conda uh, everyone I got introduced to Hannah Conda about 10 fucking times and we literally <laughs> had to say to these people Hello. yes I've met Hannah Conda tonight yes I've met Hannah Conda we've been introduced mm-hmm. yeah. many fucking times yeah, yeah, tonight yeah. you know that's so, hilarious mm. uh, but like I met Jinx Monsoon before I'd seen a single Drag Race episode because she comes to Fringe World yes. in Perth. The Vampire Strikes the Back. The Vampire Strikes Back. Iconic. Um, and Bianca does, show, does shows and then she'll stick around afterwards and mm. chat to people. Mm. Like there's queens that choose to stick around and like engage. Sasha Velour coming to Messy Friends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Sasha Velour came to see one of Gender Messy's shows. It was, I think it was Maché Repose that year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was very avant-garde, brilliant, classic Geneva and Gender Mess uh, creation. Uh, yeah. Sasha Velour afterwards, like she met us all and was like, I loved it. If you're ever in New York, shoot us a message. I'll have you on the show. Mm. Um, so right. I, I don't think we've like, maybe other queens have stories where they've met Alaska, but we do meet some of these queens, but mm-hmm. you know, the ones that, if they want to meet us, we're here, you know. If there's colored stories of Alaska at the club. Like Freddie's gotten to, um, because there's no toilets backstage. Mm-hmm. We literally just have the backstage area, an air con, and then randomly a shower. Mm. Um, Look, I've peed in that shower a few times. Mm, uh, Freddie got to carry a bucket of Alaska's piss. <laughs> To throw down the um, shower. Because, oh, how because because she couldn't piss on the other side of the stage because the stage door was open. So, mm. well, speaking <laughs> of Freddie B. Perfect, that's a, another drag uh-huh. um, performer who he has been. He was very welcoming to me when I first started promoting uh, drags and burlesque, and he is another one of those amazing performers. I saw them like I couldn't believe that stilt number oh. in, uh, in sideshow. Mm. So fucking good. Yeah. Amazing. He did, I have had the blessing of getting to learn majority of my drag through Freddie. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I first started at the club, after being a glassy for six months and like taking every single packet of drugs that I found on the floor. <laughs> um, it's the only benefit of being a glassy. The only benefit of being a glassy is finding drugs and money on the floor. You don't do it for the pay, you do it for what you, you do find it, on the floor. You yeah. do it for what you find on the floor. Good, good Club finds. Mm. Club finds. Um, I got to, I started working on the door because I was more than a asshole. I was like, <laughs> I could, I could actually handle myself and speaking to people. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it, but it takes a lot of strength to work and work on the door because so many people, We'll try and swindle you and be like, oh, I know this person. I know Scott. I know Tim Brown. There are all of these owners and managers and shit. And you have to look them up and down and be like, no, you don't. Mm. No, you don't. Well, I know Godfrey now. So. No, you Honey, you've got, the, you've got the free ticket. Godfrey's such a sweetheart. I can't oh. wait to do the bouncer episode with him. Yeah, oh. yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, I have a quick story about Freddie and the door. Mm. So back in the day when we were, I was before I was a drag queen, my mate worked in the WFLA. And the WA Ballet had a, a door list so mm-hmm. we could get free entry to Connie's on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So every time we went in to Connie's, we would say one of the ballet dancers' names that we knew wasn't out that night. And uh, back then, Freddie Be Perfect was uh, Flo Real. And we would tell Flo, like, oh, you know, yeah, we're on the list. Like, this is the person we are. And each time... Like, Different the, name. The name would change. Oh. And she, like... 
she very quickly cottoned on and she just had the most brilliant, like, steely way of just dealing with it and just, like, de-escalating the situation and shutting us down. Like, I was, like, so scared mm. of them, like, so scared. Um, and would have to have to pay the 20 bucks and get in. And then later on, actually getting to know them and then performing with them, like, a fair bit. I'm like... <laughs> I love this person so mm-hmm. much. And, like I was just scared of them because they were doing their job, you know? <laughs> and they're, they're another pillar. They've seen so much drag. Yeah. Like they, Flo slash Freddie's story is so, mm-hmm. it's such a different generation to ours because they started falling in love with drag like a good 10 years ago, started coming out. And he was the first like ever person of like the YouTube era to really capture Perth drag. So he'd be out filming all of these spots of like the girls at the time, mm-hmm. so like Barbie and Ruby and Hannah Conda and Sheila Mann, like mm-hmm. Veronica, legends. Val Nourished. Val Nourished, formerly Val Umptuous. Val Umptuous. AKA Val Qaeda. Val Qaeda! Oh, he's fucking nine. So, okay. We have to say a very quick detour to Val Qaeda. Um, so was this, was this, this when was, she was Valnourished? She this came, was, uh, Valnourished. Yeah. Yes, Valnourished was a judge, legendary quote. Should we just explain Val? So she was, uh, Valoptuous, a rich OG girl. drag name. Big girl. Now this, she was like, I can't name a funnier comedy queen that mm. I have met incredible like like reads you know reads um had lipo lost all the weight changed their drag name to val nourished iconic so good but then like you know not so little anymore so like, are you going back to voluptuous and she's yeah. like how dare you um comes to crowd of the court one night judging like the most un-PC thing that like, I think I have. Oh, um, just the gall and the confidence. And back then, it was more than acceptable because... It, it, it was a different time. It was a different time. Was and different drag time. back then was a lot more of so, taking oh, the piss. Rocks up in a in a like velvet green burqa, calls themselves Valnourished. Valkyra, right? And then whenever they were on the microphone, she's like... Sorry, I'm just checking a piece of ham under here. <laughs> I oh. just had these zingers that came out. Like, Jesus. Oh. And everyone would just oh. like, grab the person next to them. Like, should we be laughing at this? But As a comedian, I salute. That's fucking amazing. They literally just, just had the small window, the veil, everything. Head to toe. It was green as well. Head to toe. Like, she had it beautiful, beautiful green. Mm. But like... Oh, just a different time. Well, this brings me to some of the last questions we go to before wrapping up. Mm. Now, one thing I do want to ask is two favorite things of yours. Favorite show you've been a, a part of, favorite production. Yeah. Favorite outfit you've ever worn. Mm. Okay. Now, you before think- we go on any further, let me reset that camera because yep. I don't want them okay. to time out while we're talking about this. You know what? Conveniently, it timed out while we were talking about the strippers, which in hindsight, probably good for some of my friends that were at that party. <laughs> oh. But we still have the audio. Fuck yeah. Off we go again. Yeah. So, so um, favorite performance, favorite production. Favorite outfit? 
So, uh, okay, favorite favorite show, favorite outfit. So my favorite outfit that I've worn was this yellow and purple plastic bag dress. So oh, so good. I think I've seen a photo of it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. we, have to, we yeah. have to bring it up. We have to bring it up. It's um, I bought a, a hoop skirt, the largest hoop skirt I could buy on eBay, mm. and then just covered it in purple and yellow plastic bags from IGA. Got like a, a corset. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, uh, Prism, who's a wig stylist, helped me make this headpiece, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, had like an umbrella and this big reveal moment. That's my favorite. Turning looks back. Th- oh, this was the show that we did together. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. oh with, with the, then flow. Yes. Oh, there was a, there was a show that we did for Outer Body, which is like this, uh, alternative, like electro dance DJ, um, night. And they wanted us to do this hell trippy number, and Sky and I were together, basically yeah. worshiping Freddie Van Flo, yeah, yeah. dressed as a naked unicorn, <laughs> covered head to toe in body paint and glitter. And we just came out and we just, we just waving and dancing. It was like a worship. Out. Yeah, it was See, great. I want to say for our listeners, there is some shit you won't believe burlesque art performers and drag performers will do. Until you see it live. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like there's some shit, like you, you could not explain it. If you caught it on camera, you could show it to people and they honestly would believe, how did you earn it? They'd ask you, how did yeah. you earn to make this? Yeah. It's like this can't be real. You, sometimes you need to go down and see it in the flesh. That's and the best thing. Yeah. People froth it and we get paid for it. <laughs> yeah. So I think my favorite performance, I, I mean, the, before COVID, we had these uh, parties called Out of Body, Le Clown, Cosmopolitan. Mm. Um, yeah, these uh, the people who, who ran these parties would get DJs in from Berlin, and it would be a like a dance night, like house techno, all that kind of stuff. Well, like, they get big names like Honey Dijon. Yes, over. yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know what the deal was, but uh, uh, Gender Mess was the. Uh, Presented performance, mm-hmm. and each time we, uh, you know, Geneva, who runs Gender Mess, um, would say like, "Right, here's the brief. This is what we're going to be doing." And sometimes we'd be go-go dancing. Sometimes we'd be doing, you know, that kind of a number that we just spoke to. But one night we did a show called Single Bed, and it was myself, the Donna Kebab, and Geneva. It was a single bed, and we simulated a lip-synced threesome during that number that's cat and so we put a single bed on the stage and we're doing this dancing we're in like a feather like wigs made of feather boas and just like just thongs like a, like a g-string situation at the end of the number we all took a huge hump of poppers and then we just I think we did Eiffel Tower or something like we simulated it but it was yeah that'd like, be wonderful it, like, the audience were just, I mean, they were gurning oh. already, but they, like, we could have presented anything and they would have screamed. But, like, we were just, you know, we, we were doing the business on stage. And they, this is, you know, mind you, at, like, two o'clock in the morning, mm. like, on a Friday night. Oh, after prime a, time. After a full day of accounting, of course, my loves. Oh, <laughs> the accountant. <laughs> Do you get uh, any of the uh, drags come to you um, asking for accounting advice? You know, I, uh, yeah, sometimes I do. I'm not a registered tax accountant, so I can't really, I can, I can tell you what to do with your tax return. I can't do it for you. Um, but yeah, like, uh, when people have questions about how do I, you know, set up an ABM, but that's all general knowledge or people want to know if they should have set up a company and the answer is usually no. Like, 
Uh, I can, I can, Diva. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't follow through. Yeah, honey. I, I can help with budgets and stuff and I can wield a spreadsheet. Um, but yeah, I always, always happy to give advice and, uh, for Fringe World Festival, there's a lot of like, um, a lot of my friends, fellow performers don't like, uh, read their contracts mm. and, you know, just because so many performers, uh, like myself, like a dyslexic, ADHD, all that kind of stuff, neurodiverse people aren't good at reading contracts. Mm-hmm. And the amount of legal jargon that yes. is especially in artist contracts. Yeah. All that. So I, I like to read all that, create like videos, how to ask skyscraper, make it entertaining, make it interesting, uh, just to like educate people on some of the stuff that they might not have known. And it's pretty important to know that kind of stuff because that can get caught out in technicality. That costs Being an accountant, money. have you ever worn drag to a work function? Please say yes. No. no. Uh, they've, I've been asked before. They'd been like, hey, can you run bingo for us? Oh, my God, work. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, well, I, you know, bingo for this is like, I think it was like $300 plus I'm going to get work off for these hours to get ready beforehand. Mm. And they were like, oh, we don't have a budget for the event. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, you know, guess I'm not doing it then. Yeah. I was like, did you, did you think I was just going to do you a favor? Exposure. Like y- y'all never do me favors. Oh. So like, that's- this is, this is one thing I've picked up amongst the drag queen community. Really, when you do a five hour shift for a shift at the bar, mm-hmm. really you're doing eight hours worth mm-hmm. of Because yeah, yeah. you got three hours minimum for makeup. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's so it. it's like, Really, you're getting paid for five hours for eight hours work. You also have to factor in depreciation of your costumes, the cost of makeup. Like, sometimes lashes only last one use and make mm-hmm. about $20. So, you know, it, it's expensive to do and it is time consuming for sure. Um, but that's why we advocate for everyone to get fucking paid properly. Yeah, don't do gigs for free unless it's like a contract. Like the the yeah. comedy world, mind you, we can go dressed up as homeless people. Um, but. <laughs> Now we're on to Serenity. Favourite costume. Oh, favourite. This is, I will say, this will be my favourite outfit of yours forever now. Because oh, thank it. you. Did you notice yeah. the, the the platform cross? I love I live so much. Also, shout out to, because we mentioned Donna, shout out to Donna as the OG queen of the degenerate mafia. Yeah, so, period. Yeah, 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 she yeah. was the first. Mm-hmm. She was the first uh, to be interviewed. And uh, she's very good about it, talking about sexual awakenings and being uh, wanting to buff Brendan Fraser in Jungle. Yeah. Oh, 100% though. That was the episode that made me message you. Yeah. Like, almost like an hour and a half ago. I listened Mm. to that episode and I was like, this is camp. Fuck, I want to do this. And you were like, well, babe, let's do it. Mm. I can't think of a favorite outfit. And I, I love interviewing people I've never met before. I've done it a few times now, mm. and it's actually really fun. Mm. It's like coming on, and it's like, I've never met this person before. What are they going to be like? And then it's like, you just let the conversation flow naturally. Mm. And it's like getting to know someone over drinks. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I've been listening to your voice like all day today. Mm. And like with Donna on there, I was like messaging Donna, and I felt like I was in the conversation. Mm. And that's what my like, potties have the ability to do. You mm. just feel like you're with someone and you're in it. You want to be around a lunch table with the bros or the homies or the girls or something like that. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it's reminiscent to me of. It's like it's shit talk. It's you're a quiet person in the shit talking scenario because every shit talking person has a has a someone who is just a quiet onlooker. Mm. 
and they're taking mental notes. Soaking it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Being present, you know? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you hang I, around with Lotta Lamorton. I really do. She's essentially becoming my, like, child at this point as well. Mm. I have Twits and now I have Lotta and Gigi. I'm like, I'm slowly You're becoming... You're a matron, love. I'm slowly becoming a mother again. I thought I gave it up two years ago, but... <laughs> oh, no. There will be no one in the house of Scraper. Like, I wouldn't... I don't tubes care. are tied. Tubes are tied, love. <laughs> She's been scooped out. I could not think of anything worse than having children. I, I personally couldn't. Mm. Um, your look with all the... The baubles or the bubbles? That that gown that you wore. Oh, the pearl gown? Yeah, all stars. And your afro, and then you... Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's probably my favourite. Right. Okay. Okay, done. That's probably my favourite. Favourite show? Favourite show. You were on Roll Call? I was, yeah, Roll Call was honestly um, a really sentimental moment because one of the first ever Connections production shows that I ever got to see was Roll Call. Um, and seeing those big names and then getting to work with them, mm. getting to be in a cast with Barbie and Alexis and Ruby and some like incredible dancers like Hayden as well. Mm. It's like, it's, two, two, yeah, two, like Toots and Lotta and I, mm. it was like our first big like production together. Was Freddie perfect on that production too? Yes. Yeah, so Freddie has, Freddie has been like a mainstay legend mm. with Connie's for like 10 years. Mm. Um, Roll call is really up there because of the sentiment, like the sentiment behind it. Um, every, uh, every roll call has just been like iconic in its own way. It yeah, sounds really fresh, and they do just different stuff. And it, it, the one that just passed, Barbie really wanted to make it a lot more emotional mm-hmm. and a lot more creative instead of just a 20 minute mega mix. Mm-hmm. She wanted to actually have like peaks and valleys and levels between like, like a good range of emotions behind it. Mm. And plus the fact that she was like wanking over to Heartstopper for like months. And it was like the massive influence from the show. Um, oh, it's either, yeah, it's probably either that or. Well, I think he's going to be very, Gotta be feeling very blessed to be married to someone as nimble as Alexis. Oh, honey. <laughs> and we hear about it too. We I mean, hear I, about it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, she'll be like, oh, my foreskin's dripping from my <laughs> no, She has not said that yes, in a long time. Has she? Not recently. Yeah, I haven't heard it in a long time. My foreskin's been my foreskin, dripping. My foreskin is dripping from my husband, Sam. Oh. Oh no, it would be after like after a number because she'd be so sweaty. Yeah. It would yeah. Like Barbie has these iconic mm. statements and just like In my own home. Like her person like the way that she speaks, but that particular Australian accent is just brilliant. Mm. Like I've been saying recently, how female. And how how outrageous. Like these are like, I just, love that journey for you. It just, oh, oh. Like, it is so brilliant. And, like, because she hosts, like, every Thursday night. Quintessential Australian drag. I just love how you can, like, it's just such an institution. Like, every Thursday we just have that, like, like Barbie's up there spinning these, like, one-liners out. Like, do you know what I mean? Being a fucking matriarch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will will never get old of those. My foreskin is true. Oh. What a fucking sentence. Yeah. 
20, 20, 23 years of the business on the mic in a blonde human hair wig mm. looking fucking stoked pumped pumped cheeks pumped lips so my foreskin is dripping just after she's done this hectic dance number I did it, like, oh, immaculately five, five minute Madonna mega mix of her just dance pumping it out and then she'll grab the knife and be like I need a fucking Jager bomb mm. my tuck is fucking hurting my foreskin is dripping fuck you all I'm going home yeah. I'm gonna go fuck my husband <laughs> like She's so good. It's like getting to work under her, mm. getting to getting to learn the history, yeah. and getting to getting to work with such yeah cool different people. Well, yeah. now we come to a very special part of the episode. Oh, okay. Now I always had you. Say- <laughs> <laughs> something when I get them to tell me a story from the past and it's a good story oh yeah if it's a nightmare story we use <laughs> anyway this is um, going to be the I used to have this segment of the podcast called non-pedophile of the week and uh, <laughs> oh god lord somebody get my pocketbook <laughs> I'm gonna put my tits the away the main reason we did it was because um what is non? What, what non pedophile of the week is basically the top tier of Hollywood. Anyone who was famous in Hollywood or big time entertainment before two thousand and five was probably a sexual deviant. And oh, the non- you're Jeffrey Epstein. And, yeah, and the non consenting kind of sexual. Yeah, deviant, you know? the kind of shit you know, get tied down and pissed on by. Oh my god, R. Kelly. Yeah, R. Kelly, feel me. No, but like when it's a grown woman, and I've only ever dated people older than me, so you know that's. That's another story. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, the so this whole thing, non pedophile of the week, was mm. we were base. We can't go around naming names or we'll get assassinated. Yeah. By the Clintons. Um, uh, <laughs> but we can say who was not Crossdresser found dead on Adelaide Terrace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we would yeah. So we would say who was not a pedophile. And I think names we'd come up with were Carl Urban. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser, Denzel Washington, Ben Affleck, a notorious cheater, but not a pedophile. Not a pedophile. Um, oh. Tom Cruise, closeted gay man, not a pedophile. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, are we doing that now, or we're we doing something different? I was gonna, I was gonna cancel it, and we have cancelled it for a few episodes because we put forward a name that a conspiracy theory friend of mine told us we had to shoot down. Um, so we're going to get to the NAS segment, which is non-pedophile of the week. And then I always get my guests to help me name the episode. Um, uh, Blake Cassette, in the interview I did with Blake and uh, Sassy, she said, let's call the episode a Sassy Cassette. And I loved it. That's brilliant. Mm. And so non-pedophile of the week. Any celebrities that come to mind that I won't shoot down in five seconds? Oh, look, I feel... Oh. I, 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 uh, the, the further, the older they are, the more risk you're taking. I feel like Oprah Winfrey. That's... Yeah, but that's that's obvious. Because she has, like, other drama around her, right? Yeah. Because she was real close to um, uh, Harvey Weinstein. <gasps> what? So there was some drama. There's some tea on Oprah, right? Where she's, like... She, she's in the mix. 
Um, and yeah, I ha- have a read and, you know, judge for yourself. But everyone's like, oh my God, Oprah, brilliant. But you're like, well, really, is she? But this is non-pedophile, the way. So picking people. Yeah, but yes, yes, she's not. Yeah, I not to children. No, I don't mm. think so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say so. Um, a name I've, I've also come across, which I do not think so, is... I was thinking, I, I took a long, long time to think about this, but um, I was going to say, uh, he's an old actor whose name I'm forgetting. Why am I forgetting his name? Oh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah, gorgeous. Oh, no, surely. Not, a non, <laughs> non-pedophile of the week. He's the non-pedophile. No, I think he'd, I think he'd be a bit, I'm sorry. You reckon? Back then, people were freely fucking 16-year-old girls. You know what? I've got Dick Van Dyke. He was a gentleman. Dick Van Dyke. Serenity. Oh, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> no, he's a closeted gay man. Closeted gay, did blackface. Pedophile? Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know the likelihood of... He of... speaks French. Yeah, so exactly. Definitely closeted gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who isn't born speaking French and goes out of the way to learn French. Apart from being French Canadian, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, but is there any any other fate worse than death then? Heavens. <laughs> it's like if you want to be sexy, learn Spanish or Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Manja. Yeah, exactly. Masquerade. Italian has much better cuisine than the French anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't think of French cuisine. Like, I make a spag bowl oh, once a week. Yeah, look. Know. Lasagna. Yeah. Is that French? No, no that's Italian. Italian. Yeah. Well, what is French cuisine? Like snails? Ratatouille. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Ratatouille is literally yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. frogs. Mind you, frogs do taste amazing. Haven't had any. Very much like chicken. Well, now we're going to the last segment. What shall we name the episode? Ooh. She doesn't look like Tony Abbott. <laughs> she doesn't look like Tony Abbott. <laughs> um, Playing the words is always fun. But yeah. I, had a, I had an episode where we called it Martin's Dad Watches Porn. Uh, yeah. That was after the guest I had on Martin Darcy. And we were talking about how his dad watches porn. Oh, well, getting stepped on in Berlin. Well, I didn't actually get stepped on, but I stepped on someone. Stepping on people in Berlin. Stepping on people in Berlin. Is that it? <laughs> I mean, we could. Yeah. Of course we can. Diva. Yeah, yeah, Is there anything you'd like to plug? Your social medias? Any shows? Oh, oh, any sh- Look at my calendar. Look Do you calendar. have anything? Yeah, well, uh... I would probably like shout out to Proud Awards. Uh, that's just, that's just happened only days ago. Iconic event of the year. Uh, Dean Misdale and, uh, Proud Entertainment does a brilliant job each time. Uh, fantastic. And in the future, we have coming up, uh, Crown of the Court. Mm. Uh, and that is a long running competition. I don't know if I'll ever let me back into the court. Me? No, me. Oh, you. Oh, you'd be fine. Oh, they call me doing drugs in there one time. Oh, people... Oh, once. Pfft. No, people get life bans. Like, I've been told so many times that this one particular person's had a life ban, and then a month later, it just gets lifted. Uh. And they're back in doing the same shit that they were doing previously. It's amazing what you The amount of lesbian fistfights that happen at the core, and they all just still come I ache. 
I love them. Yeah. Okay, you're you're gonna be competing in my Crown first of the time in Crown of the Court. Oh. Yes, I've only done pop uh, competitions previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna be doing Crown of the Court for the first time and uh, getting some tips from Serenity here, who is a Crown of the Court All Star. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that is uh, four weeks in November. There's like three weeks in a row, a week gap, and then the week of Pride. And it is like if you're out and about on Wednesday night, it is a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I obviously do, you've got Pride coming up next month. Obviously, we've got Pride of Connections, um, mm-hmm. and that is on the 26th of November. Uh, we've got incredible Barcella run by Katie everyone Banks. down to get their backs blown out. Oh, 100% cubicle too. Um, we've got Barcella at Magnet House, so that's run by the incredible Faye Rocious and Katie Banks. Um, some incredible performers there. Is and it still called Barcella? I think, oh no, it's called Staffies. Staffies. Uh, yeah. Cubicle too. So this is the notorious cubicle. Of mm. Yeah. Where a certain someone in the past was named Queen of Cubicle too. I won't say names. Yeah, girl. Did you hear about the drag race girl that um, accidentally shat on her 40-inch human hair wig? At the at the excuse premiere me? of the season. No, excuse me. At the premiere of this season, apparently, somebody shat while they were wearing their forty-inch human hair wig on the toilet, and it got on the human hair wig. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! That that's that's expensive shit. It takes a long time to grow a human's hair forty inches. Hmm. And then to get turdy on it. Well, next time I shave my face, um, I'm going to be donating my facial hair to Black So Yes. yes. I, oh, human, a human hair lace beard piece. Literally. Oh my God. I've been offering my, my pubes to Blake for years, but he just, you know, it says he can't work with I can't with imagine them. why. Because um, I, I showed, this is a debate we have ongoing at my work, beard or no beard, Alex. Oh. Oh. at you. But <laughs> no beard makes you look a lot younger. Yeah, but a I lot, lot looking like an old man. Then keep it. Mm. I'd say just like give it a bit of a trim. I was thinking of shaving everything off and just leaving a big mustache. Yeah, mustaches yes. are very in. Mm. Do, do you know Magnus? Yes. Yeah, Magnus does excellent work with his mustache. Mm. Because there's not something like, you know, obviously, like colonial history is not a great history. They did some fucked up shit, and uh, there's another one. Um, but uh, mm. the uh, you look good with several. Kids. You've got your options open. But uh, the like the colonial mustache. Say what you will about colonialism, it wasn't good. But there were some people, high fashion moments. They mm. had drip back then. You got to admit it. Mm. You know the big mustache, the red. Oh, coat. and the spice trade was popping. Oh, East India Trading Company. Oh, oh honey, yeah. you can't. So there's nothing better than have, walking around with a big mustache <laughs> that says. Nice. That's yeah. That was going to be my drag name, Star Anise. Oh, because it was like anus, and also a star looks like an asshole. And you're already a star. And I'm telling you, I'm a star anise baby. Oh, <laughs> but we settled on a skyscraper. Well, guys, I say we wrap this up. This is going to be Stepping on People in Berlin, the first experimental <laughs> video episode of Profeshi Anal DJ Rates. 
Thank, Thank you, so you much very for much us. for being a part of it. Guys, Serenity, Von Vada, and Scott Scraper. I totally forgot the camera was there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Where's my camera? Uh, this is uh, what Charming Conversation can do. It can get forget that there's a microphone in front of you and a camera on you. Absolutely. And the conversation's good enough. Just authentic. We can smell the authenticity, love. Mm. And the middle <laughs> yeah. And the weed. And the weed. That's yeah. exactly what I'm Guys, Freshy Anal Degenerates signing off.